Hallelujah. We are so thankful for all that the Lord is doing. If you will stand with us, we're going to look into the word of the Lord this evening. We're going to look into the book of Psalms, the 89th Psalm. And the 15th verse. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to pardon those that have been a part of Pentecost weekend. Because we've been pumped, primed, and ready for this morning. My Lord, have mercy. We've been having some church. Friday night evangelist Lorraine Langham, who, who just under two months ago, was in ICU with a life-threatening stroke. A stroke that really promised either to take her life or to dramatically change it forever. But the Lord raised her up. Hallelujah. She came out of ICU and her daughter in law said to her she said mother she said tell me that you can remember scripture because there was so much that she could not remember and they, they thought all faculties had been lost and that there would be no memory left and that she wouldn't be able to speak and, and, and she did speak and she said well, what, what scripture she said any scripture just tell me you can remember some scripture she said, well, what scripture do you want? She said, the first thing that comes to your mind, she said, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. Hallelujah. Chastised for our priests, and by his stripes, woo, we are healed. to God and we faith rose in that house greater Emmanuel apostolic temple Friday night as she delivered the word of the Lord Saturday night evangelist Luke Levine from St. Louis Missouri preached Pentecost is alive and well and then the Lord proceeded to demonstrate exactly what he was talking about Glory to God. He preached baptism in Jesus' name. He preached repentance from sin. He preached the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And God responded with signs following. People received the Holy Ghost, were baptized in Jesus' name. I want you to know that you can receive the Holy Ghost this morning. No questions asked. God can do it. God can do it. God can do it. The promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Hallelujah. And we give God the praise. And so tonight we're going to have a great time. Bishop Lambert Gates from Indianapolis Mount Zion Apostolic Church. He pastors in Indianapolis and Detroit. So he's a busy man. And he's going to be preaching tonight. He is the presiding bishop of the PCAF. And we're honored that he will be here. He'll be here tonight at Greater Bethlehem Temple. And we're going to have another night of Holy Ghost power. Uh, but I'm going to tell you that right now the Lord is ready to do something in our midst. Glory to God. We had such a wonderful time in Europe. 
we were in Germany preaching and we even had an opportunity to go over to Paris, France and be with Brother and Sister Dixon and their wonderful children and uh, Brother and Sister Brochu who are pastoring there in Paris where Brother and Sister Dixon have been helping said you just have no idea how much of a help Brother and Sister Dixon have been to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you to First Apostolic Church. This is from them for sending the Dixons to be with us, to help us in reaching the people of Paris, France. And if you've been paying attention to the news, you know Europe needs Jesus right now. Europe really needs Jesus right now. And so we pray for them. And But we had such a wonderful time, and, uh, and I, 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 I want to be able to greet you in German. But all I know how to do is order frikadelle and pommes frites mit ketchup and mayonnaise. And uh, that won't do the trick. It'll get me some good food, but it won't quite accomplish what I'd hoped to accomplish with my German greeting. But we are thankful to be home. And we're thankful for such a loving church, such a beautiful congregation. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. And I thank God for the ministers of First Apostolic Church. We have such outstanding ministers of the gospel here at First Apostolic Church. Amen. 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 And one thing that you can always know is that from this pulpit, the word of God shall go forth. Amen. Regardless of who is standing in it. And I'm so grateful for that and deeply grateful for that. Amen. Psalm 89 and verse 15 Psalm 89 verse 15 The word of the Lord says this Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound They shall walk O Lord in the light of thy countenance In thy name shall they rejoice all the day and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted I want to preach from that first statement. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. And I, I want to preach to you on this subject. Blessed to know the joyful sound. Blessed to know the joyful sound. Could we go to the Lord together in prayer one more time as we enter his holy word. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We thank you for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. For without that, none of us would be here today. And none of us would have an eternal hope. But we give you praise that you not only came to live, to die, and to rise again, but to pour out your Spirit upon all flesh. And we ask today that as the Word of God goes forth, that your Spirit will indeed be poured out. Cause us, I pray in Jesus' name, to sit together in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, I pray for an anointing and strength upon your messenger as I endeavor to preach your word and help us as a congregation to receive it, to hear it, to abide by it in the precious name of Jesus. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. In the book of Revelation, this book is one of the very unique books of the Bible. A lot of the Bible deals with history and deals with the events that were current in the day that the Bible was written. 
and declared. But the book of Revelation is a unique book in the sense that it was a book about the future. It was a book about events to come. John the Revelator had been exiled to the Isle of Patmos and while there some would think or perhaps feel that their ministry was complete, that there was no future for them. But while John was on this Isle of Patmos exiled and perhaps feeling the feelings that some would feel if in an exiled position. The scripture says that he heard a sound. He heard a noise. The noise was as many waters. In one place it says that it was as many trumpets. And as John heard the sound, now I, I don't know what many waters may have sounded like in that instance, but that's how John heard the noise. That's how he heard the sound. And, and when he listened closer, because he, he d decided not to ignore the sound, it was a sound that was, that was coming that to some might have been confusing. To some it might have been a little bit um, annoying. But John knew the sound. And he knew not to disregard it. Not to pretend that it was that it was something to be ignored. But, but he listened, and he listened closer. When he listened closer, he heard that the sound had in it a voice. And the voice that at, at first hearing sounded like many waters was actually speaking words to him that were so refreshing for him to hear. And he heard the voice say, I am. Alpha, I am Omega, I am the beginning, I am the ending, I am the first, and I am the last, I am he which was. Now when he said I am he which was, John knew who that was, because he was there when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, he was there when Jesus dried up the woman's blood, the issue of blood. He was there when Jesus fed the multitudes with loaves and fishes. He knew who he was. And then the voice said, I'm not just he which was, but I am he which is to come. And he knew who was to come because he had seen 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands around the throne saying, worthy is the lamb. He knew who he was. And he knew who he was going to be. But he, what he really needed in this moment of exile was to know who he is. But the voice inside the sound said, I am he which was. I am he which is. And I am he which is to come. The Almighty. When John heard this, no doubt it brought him great comfort. Because where John was was at a concluding point of his life. And yet, what he didn't know was that God was getting ready to use him to a far greater degree than he had ever been used before. He was going to write a book called Revelation. 
And the things that he would write were going to be different than what others had written. Because he was going to be writing about things that had not yet taken place. When you study the book of Revelation, you study this book and you have to be careful how you read it. You have to be careful how you interpret it. You have to understand that it is spiritually discerned. That it is spiritually understood. That's why it's called the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ. It has to do with future events. Not something going on in John's moment, but something that he knows nothing about. And throughout the book of Revelation, there was a repeated refrain, a repeated admonition from the Lord who said to those who would be reading this book, he said, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the church. He understood that the writings that were being delivered were going to be complex. They were going to be challenging for people to understand with the natural mind. And so it was was repeated. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the church. Every time that he would describe a beast coming out of the water, having ten heads, seven heads, ten horns, Seven horns, terrifying stuff, really. He said, don't be dismayed. Let him that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the church. When he spoke to the church at Ephesus, and when he spoke to the church at Smyrna, and when he spoke to the church at Pergamos, and when he spoke to the church at Thyatira, he said repeatedly, let him that hath an ear, Let him hear what the Spirit saith to the church. When he spoke to the church at Philadelphia, when he spoke to the church at Laodicea, he said repeatedly, let him that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Because when you're dealing with the things of God, there is a certain sound that you're looking for. It's not an uncertain sound. It is a certain sound. And it's not something that can be perceived with the carnal mind. If you have approach to the things of God with the carnal mind, you will go away with a misled understanding about God. This is why it is dangerous for a carnal person to stand up and deliver the word of the Lord. It is dangerous for anybody to handle this word without immersing their mind into the Spirit of God in prayer, in fasting, and thinking upon the things of God. These are not just good little sayings and nice little uh, anecdotes, but these are the words of eternal life. And to understand them requires spiritual understanding. I'm not saying difficult. It is difficult for the flesh, but it is simple in the spirit. I'm not saying complicated. It is complicated for the carnal, but it is simple in the spirit. In the spirit, it comes to life. 
In the spirit, it begins to make sense. In the spirit, it is all logical. Somebody said the scriptures aren't logical. I beg and insist to differ. The scriptures are completely logical because they are spiritually understood and spiritually discerned. You have deemed them illogical. But it is the carnal mind that considers them to be illogical when one is immersed in prayer when one is humbled before God when one is under his presence and under the covering of his presence and then they seek the face of God and seek the word of the Lord it makes amazing sense and the sound is unmistakable the sound is able to be known Jesus said concerning his sheep He said, I am the good shepherd, and my sheep know my voice. He said, and they know if somebody else stands up and tries to lead them, that that person would lead them astray. He warned them repeatedly that there are many false Christs who will come in my name and will try to deceive many. But he said, go not out with them, and go not out to seek their teachings. He said, listen for my voice. Listen for the certain sound. Listen for the voice you know. My sheep know my voice. If you're going to be in the sheepfold of God, first of all, you've got to be a sheep. Hallelujah. You might say to anybody else, I'm not a sheep or they like to say sheeple. I'm not a sheeple. I'm not a sheep. I don't follow it. Well, you better follow Jesus. I don't care how much of a lion you think you are or how big, bad of a bear you think you are. You better humble down, sir. You better humble down, ma'am, and follow Jesus. Because there's only one way to God, and it's through Jesus Christ. And you better follow Jesus, and you better listen to his voice. And if you've got the carnal mind, then you're going to be listening to all sorts of voices. But if you'll hear that certain sound, if you'll hear that joyful sound, you'll follow the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he'll lead you in the right way. Paul spoke to the church at Corinth and said to them, he said, regarding the importance of a, of a clear and certain prophetic sound, prophetic utterance. He said it is important that there be a clear prophetic utterance in the church of the living God. He said don't ever let anything uh, prevent the word of God from going forth in the church of God because it is important that the people hear a certain sound. Hallelujah. There is a certain sound that the child of God is looking to hear. It is the sound pertaining to the gospel of Jesus Christ. The fact that Jesus paid it all. The fact that Jesus makes the difference. The fact that Jesus saves. The fact that his grace is sufficient. The fact that his love is everlasting. The fact that his mercy endureth forever. The fact that his truth endures to all generations. There's a certain sound you're looking for and Paul said don't let the prophetic die in the church let the word of God be preached let the word of God go forth let God be magnified let Jesus be exalted hallelujah he said for if the trumpet give an uncertain sound how shall the soldiers know to prepare themselves for battle 
We better know what we're going out for, what we're going out against. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the mighty God. Jesus paid it all. He covers our transgressions. He covers our sins. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against spiritual wickedness in high places, casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of God. What are you doing, Pastor? I'm delivering a certain sound. I'm delivering a joyful sound. I've come to let somebody know you've got victory in Jesus. You've got victory in Jesus. You've got healing in Jesus. You've got deliverance in Jesus. Hallelujah. I love somebody said on Friday night, they said, you don't need to look for a new thing. If it's new, it's not true. Hallelujah, this thing is forever settled in heaven. I said, this thing is forever settled in heaven. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Hallelujah, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about we need a certain sound. This word has to be the centrality of our life. And the Christ this word exalts has to be the certain sound we're looking for. It's the joyful sound. Brother Jeff Arnold is a great preacher of the gospel. Many have heard of Brother Jeff Arnold from Gainesville, Florida. Many have heard his preaching and have been immensely blessed by it. He's a remarkable preacher and he he sugarcoats nothing. And amen, and uh, brother and sister Kovach are with us. In fact, I want to acknowledge that. Let's give brother and sister Tyler and Caitlin Kovach a great big hand. Amen. Glory. We thank God for them. They are wonderful young uh, ministers, and they are our new youth pastors at First Apostolic Church. Amen. And we thank God. We thank God for it, and, and they come from Orlando, Florida, not far from where Brother Jeff Arnold was. So everything's good right now. It's when November and December comes, we're going to have to pray for, for them. Of course, Brother Tyler Kovach was raised here, but he's trying to prepare Sister Caitlin for the, 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 the winters to come. But they were, they were they're from Orlando, Florida, and they were just down the street from Brother Jeff Arnold, Gainesville, Florida, who was a, is, a great, is a great preacher of the gospel. But you know, like anybody you see in Pentecost, ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't always that way. Look around you. Look around you right now. It wasn't always this way. It wasn't always this way. How many remember when you first came to Jesus Christ, when you first walked into an apostolic Pentecostal service and thought everybody was crazy? And now you're crazier than they were. You thought I'll never be a tongue talker and now we, we can't get you to stop talking in tongues. You thought I'll never shout, now we can't stop you from shouting. You thought I'll never dance and now you dance till your stomach cramps. Hallelujah. 
Brother Jeff Arnold was a great, is a great preacher, but he wasn't always. He was, he was an alcoholic, and his marriage was breaking up, and, and life was taking such an awful turn. Well, what he didn't know was that his wife was a little girl who had been brought to church on a Sunday school bus in Toledo, Ohio, Brother and Sister Fred Kinsey. And, and somebody from the church would go pick up this, this little girl and bring her to the house of God and bring her into Sunday school class. And when she'd come into Sunday school class as a little girl, her parents wanted nothing to do with it. She just came on her own. And, and the, the bus would pick her up. And she'd come in and hear them teach, repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and let the Lord fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And they teach it week after week after week that Jesus makes the difference. Hallelujah. And when you're baptized into his name, his blood covers you hallelujah when he fills you with the Holy Ghost it's a quickening spirit inside of you bless his holy name well she heard that as a child over and over and and then her family moved away from Toledo taking her out of the church and and she was just a little girl so she went with them and and never really got back into church and she married this this uh, this guy who just was no good, really. He was he was uh, he was aimless and and he was far from God and had no hope really. He was an alcoholic and and he was trouble. But she married him and they immediately started having trouble in their marriage, and uh, and she was she was telling him if you don't stop drinking, then we're going to have to this marriage is going to end. And uh, one night in the middle of the night, the Lord woke. Jeff Arnold up out of his sleep and began to minister to him and speak to him and such a burden and such a conviction came upon him that he, he, was, he wanted to do something for God. He went and woke his wife up and said, honey, wake up, wake up. I think we need to be missionaries to China. She said, Jeff, you're drunk. Go back to bed. <laughs> he said, no, I'm serious. She woke up the next day. He said, I wasn't drunk, but I, I got to get right with God. Hallelujah. They began to look for a church. We went to a church, and they go in, and people were talking about all you got to do is accept Christ. And she said, no, that's, that's not, that doesn't sound right. It's, that, that, I, I know what it sounds like. I don't know where we need to go. I don't know the name of the church, but I know what it sounds like. I'll know the sound when I hear it. Hallelujah. They started talking about shaking the preacher's hand. They started talking about, you're, you're okay, I'm okay. She said, this isn't what it is. I need to find what I'm looking for. They went from church to church to church until they finally arrived in Hollywood, Florida. And a lady stood up in the pulpit and declared, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. She said, I know that sound. That's the joyful sound. I knew I'd know it if I heard it. That's it. The promise is unto you. The promise is unto your children. Hallelujah. 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 There's a blessing in knowing the joyful sound. Blessed to know the joyful sound. 
Psalm 89 said that the people who know the joyful sound are blessed. I, know, I like the way he said it. He didn't say blessed are the people. He said blessed is the people. In other words, it's not just a bunch of random individuals. It's a collective. It's a collective group. Hallelujah. It's singular. Blessed is the people who know the joyful sound. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be in the body of Christ. I'm glad to be in the bride of Christ. I'm glad to be in that singular group who knows the joyful sound. I know he is my redeemer. I know he is my healer. I know that he is my savior. I know that he's my deliverer. I know the joyful sound. I don't know what you're going through this morning, but if you hear that joyful sound, you should rejoice. When you hear that joyful sound, you should give God praise. It's a reminder to you of the truth that makes you free. It's a reminder to you, hallelujah, that God is able. I said God is able. It's a reminder when you hear the joyful sound, and you can hear it regardless of where you are, whatever circumstances you're facing. There's no loud cry of a devil from hell that can drown out the joyful sound there's no kind of chaos that may surround you in this moment that can drown out the joyful sound when you hear the joyful sound you ought to give God praise hallelujah it's a reminder to you hallelujah there's a blessing in knowing the joyful sound He said those who know the joyful sound are blessed. He said they shall walk in the light of the Lord's countenance. It's a promise when you know the joyful sound, when you follow the joyful sound, when you listen to the joyful sound, when you ignore all of the other sounds, when you turn off this sound and shut down that sound and delete from your phone this sound and cut off the relationship of that sound and you follow the joyful sound, You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. And I preach to somebody. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Blessed when you come. Blessed when you go. Hallelujah. They shall walk in the light of the Lord's countenance. That means that his face is shining on them. That means that his face is looking upon them. Oh, hallelujah. When you know the joyful sound, you're face to face with God. God's countenance shines upon you. I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter what you're facing. The face of God will shine upon you. This was the prayer of the Hebrew people. Lord, make your face, your countenance to shine upon us. Hallelujah. When you know the joyful sound, when you heed the joyful sound, when you walk in the joyful sound, you will walk in the light of the Lord's countenance. Not only that, but the scripture says they will rejoice in the name of the Lord all the day. 
all day long they will rejoice in the name of the Lord that means when you wake up in the morning and I don't know how many morning folks we have here sometimes I can tell who the morning people are by how they respond in Sunday morning worship some people miss out on blessings because they're not morning people but you got to break those chains because when you walk, hallelujah, in the joyful sound, you rejoice in the name of the Lord all day long. When you rise up in the morning, you rejoice in his name. Hallelujah. When you lay down at night, you rejoice in his name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. His name shall be praised. You'll rejoice in his name when the bad doctor's report comes. You'll rejoice in his name when the financial crisis develops. You'll rejoice in his name when folks mistreat you. You'll rejoice in his name. Come on, somebody. Hear what I'm preaching to you. I'm talking about the blessing of knowing the joyful son. I rejoice in him all day long. Flat tires, I rejoice in the Lord. Things go wrong, rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. You might have stole my afternoon, devil, but you're not going to steal my praise. You might have turned this into what some call a bad day, but this is still the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice. You better know that. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It sounds joyful. I hear the joyful sound. I hear the song of the redeemed. Glory. Glory. He said, the promise to those who know the joyful sound, they shall be exalted in God's righteousness. They shall be exalted in God's righteousness you don't have to worry about where your exaltation will come from and you certainly don't have to try to do it on your own it'll happen in God's timing and it'll happen in God's way and it'll happen in God's righteousness he will exalt you and if you're humble he will give more grace Ooh, you thought you had enough grace he'll give more grace he giveth more grace. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about knowing the joyful sound. And you know when you believe what I'm preaching, you, what, what's happening is the word is coming forth and it's resonating with the Holy Ghost inside of you. You're understanding what is being said because it's true. And deep is calling unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. Hallelujah. And you shall be exalted in God's righteousness when you know the joyful sound. David needed to have a word from the Lord. Lord, should I go fight the Philistines? I don't know whether I should. David learned by now. Don't do it unless God says do it. David learned what all of us need to learn. Don't go till God says go. And if God doesn't say go, that's not your signal to, to go. If God says go, go. And if God says nothing, stay. And he 
He said, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what you tell me to do. Should I go fight, for the, fight against the Philistines? And the first day, the Lord said, no. Just chill. Just wait. But then the next day, David started praying and said, Lord, should I go up and fight against the Philistines? And the Lord said, you shall go up. And you shall fight against the Philistines. And I'm going to give you a victory. A victory like you've never seen. But you're going to wait until the signal. And here's the signal, David. There's going to be a sound of a going in the top of the mulberry trees. And when you hear the sound of a going in the top of a mulberry, I don't even know what the sound of a going is. But David knew what the sound of a going was. And the Lord said, when you hear the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you'll know that I have gone on before you and that it's safe to go up and fight against the Philistines. David's just sitting out under the mulberry trees, sipping on some lemonade, saying one day God's going to give us a sign, God's going to give us a signal, and we're going to go up and fight, and God's going to give us the victory. And he's telling them, oh, the victory's going to be great. I wonder if some of them wondered if he knew what he was talking about. All of a sudden, there comes a little breeze through. And when the breeze rolls through, everybody else felt the breeze. Everybody else thought it was refreshing. Everybody else saw that the trees kind of moved when it came through. But only David. David knew the joyful sound. Only David knew exactly what this means. He said, oh, all right, time to go. Time to fight. Time to do what God called us to do. There's a blessing in knowing the joyful sound. Oh, hallelujah. We were in Germany sitting up at the, the... castle of Lahnstuhl, the castle Bergnanstein. This was the castle of Franz von Sickingen. See, I got that right, I think. Nobody knows, not even me, but I think I got that right. Brother Enos knows, Sister Enos. I got it right, all right, we got a confirmation. He was the last knight of Germany, and we're sitting at his castle, and we're just enjoying a beautiful spring afternoon. And enjoying some Putin schnitzel, some spatzula noodles, and, and listening to the birds chirp. The birds sound beautiful in Germany. They, I mean, they, they just have like a beautiful harmony. They like really do. They sound like amazing. Like Germany's got talent birds. <laughs> Unbelievable. And... And we're just sitting up there relaxing and chilling. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the day, there's this faint sound in the distance. And it sounds just, you can barely hear it. It's just a, it goes, doing this. And I said, oh, sounds like somebody's having a concert somewhere. And uh, my wife looked at me and said, that sounds like church. And I said, no. Middle of day, Germany, I doubt, probably some polka band. (laughs) And she said, okay, so we just kept on it. Just pass the palm fritz if you don't mind. Get some Jaeger sauce and there we go. And and, and then something just kept, kept going. And she said, I'm telling you, that sounds like church. I said, it's probably some discotheque in Germany. 
church in the middle of the day all the way up here at the Schloss, the Franz von Sickingen Schloss. <laughs> Fräulein, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> She said, wait, wait, okay, wait a minute. She said, just try it out. And she started to, to kind of sing a little something with the, with the beat. She said, is there anybody here who knows my Jesus? Is there anybody here who loves my Lord? I want to know if you love my Jesus. I want to know if you love my Lord. And I thought, I don't know. I didn't know they had discotheque gospel in Germany. That's kind of. <laughs> then she went into another and began to say, began to say, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody. She said, I'm telling you, that's church. Somebody's having church in the middle of the day in Germany. I said, well, we'll uh, I'd like to know who that is. So she and Anna got up a little closer. They went down, went down a little trail and got a little closer. And they came back and they said, it's church. We heard them saying, Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. So come on, we're going down to the church service. Hey, folks, I'm going to tell you something. When you hear the joyful sound, you know what you're listening to. I don't care where you're sitting or what you're sipping, or who you're with. I'm going to tell you, when you hear the joyful sound, I said, when you hear the joyful sound, it's unmistakable and undeniable. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You could be in the middle of another continent, but when you hear the joyful sound... You can be in the middle of a dire set of circumstances, but when you hear the joyful sound, you can be in the middle of, of, of a tragedy of life, but when you hear the joyful sound, hallelujah, you can be with friends, you can be with enemies, but when you hear the joyful sound, you hear what I'm telling you today, God has a sound. It's an unmistakable sound. It's the sound of truth. It's the sound of power. It's the sound of his glory. Hallelujah. Elijah said, the Lord, had, the Lord had moved upon Elijah and said to Elijah, pray that the heavens will shut up for three and a half years. And Elijah prayed and the heavens shut up for three and a half, the space of three and a half years. And when they shut up for the space of three and a half years, it was a time of great famine. But then the Lord said, all right, Elijah, it's time to get the heavens opened up. So he said, I want you to go and pray that the heavens will open up. And Elijah began to pray for the heavens to open up and for rain to fall from heaven. And when Elijah began to pray for the heavens to open up and rain to fall from the heavens, he just inexplicably gets up from the prayer meeting and says, go tell Ahab. That the rain is coming. They said, how do you know? He said, because I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. There's no cloud in the sky. I don't need a cloud in the sky. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I don't hear what you hear, but I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I don't see the weather forecast like you see it, but 
I don't need a weather forecast. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. But the meteorologists are all saying something different. I don't care what the meteorologists are saying. I know the joyful sound when I hear it. And I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. But it hasn't rained in three and a half years. You don't know how long it's been since the Lord rained down on me. You don't know how long I've been away from God. You don't know how long I've lived far from the presence of the Lord. It doesn't matter how long it's been since the rain has fallen. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain and I know the joyful sound when I hear it. Before there was ever a cloud in the sky, Elijah could hear thunder rolling that nobody else could hear. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord, with one place. And suddenly, there came a sound. And I'm going to tell you where that sound came from. There came a sound from heaven. It's not a sound that comes from this earth. It's not a sound that comes from CNN. It's not a sound that comes from Fox News. It's not a sound that comes from MSNBC. It's not a sound that comes from your local politicians or the national politicians. It's not a sound that comes from the NBA, the MLB, the NFL, the NCAA. It's not a sound that comes from PNG. It's not a sound that comes from GE. It's not a sound that comes from any false doctrine. It's not a sound that comes from any heresy teaching. It's not a sound that comes from self self motivation. It's not a sound that comes from self-help and self-improvement. It's not a sound that comes, hallelujah, are you hearing what I'm telling you? There's only one place of origin for this sound. There suddenly came a sound from heaven. It was a sound, a joyful sound that came from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and when they were filled with the Holy Ghost then they began to make a sound see when you know the sound you can make the sound Hallelujah. That's why people can be going through the worst time of their life and look at you and say, but God does all things well because they are hearing the sound and they're speaking the sound. That's why somebody can look at you and say to you, listen, I know I've been through this and I've been through that, but I'm coming through victorious. God's got his hand on me. God's got his hand on my family. God's got his hand on my children. Come on, somebody. I can hear the sound of victory. It might be in the distance but it's unmistakable God is moving on my behalf God is moving on my behalf oh hallelujah blessed is the people who know the joyful sound they shall walk O Lord in the light of thy countenance they shall walk O Lord in thy name and they shall rejoice all the day In thy righteousness shall they be exalted. See, this is why the Bible tells us to make a joyful sound. When you know the sound, you can make the sound. When you know the sound, you can make the sound. 
Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I honor you. Lord, I lift you. I give you honor and I give you praise and I magnify your name and I glorify your name. What are you doing? I'm making the sound that I'm hearing. I can hear the victory of God. So I'm going to make the joyful sound. God, I thank you for the victory. Lord, I thank you for the power. Lord, I thank you for the healing. Lord, I thank you for the deliverance. I wonder if somebody right now could open up their mouth and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Come on, I want somebody going through something to lift up their voice, lift up their hands, lift up their hearts, and give God praise. Hallelujah! 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 Come on, stand to your feet and give God a joyful sound. 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 Give God a joyful joyful praise. Come on, all across this building. I want somebody who's going through the fight of their life to lift up your hands and give God praise for the joyful victory that he's bringing into your life. Come on, that's it. Lift up your hands unto the Lord and give him praise for the joyful victory that he's bringing into your life. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it right now. That's it right now. That's it right now. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Last night, Brother Charlie Tierney raised the offering at the Pentecost Sunday service. He talked about Prodigals coming home. Prodigals coming home. He opened his mouth and declared prodigals to come home. Hallelujah. I know that you might have gotten a call yesterday from a prodigal in your life that made it seem like things were so far from ever becoming what you've been praying them to be. But if you could hear what the Lord is doing... You would know it's not as far off as you think it is. I wonder if right now somebody could make a joyful sound in the name of Jesus. That God would answer your prayer. Come on in the name of Jesus. I want somebody who just got a bad report from the doctor to get out of your pew and say, God, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to give you praise. I'm going to give you praise. I'm going to make a joyful noise. I'm going to make a joyful sound. I'm going to make a joyful sound unto the Lord. Woo, hallelujah. Come on, you know the sound. You know the sound. You know the sound. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Shout with the voice of triumph. Shout with the voice of triumph. Give God the praise. Give God the glory. Give God the honor. It's the joyful sound.
Now we're getting ready to sing a song of praise unto the Lord. It's Pentecost Sunday. We ought to give God praise for what He's doing in our lives. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I wonder if you can step out of your seat. Somebody step out of your seat and come down to the front of this house. And we're going to pray to the firefalls. We're going to shout. That's it. That's it. Go ahead and give him praise. Go ahead and give him praise. Woo! Come on, is there somebody who knows the joyful sound? Is there somebody else who knows the joyful sound? Woo! I need somebody who's been healed. I need somebody who's been healed. Come, somebody who's been healed. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. I need somebody who's been forgiven. Come on, step out of your seat if you've been forgiven. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Tonight, in Golden State, Oakland, California, the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be playing the Golden State Warriors. And you know what Kevin Durant and Steph Curry are going to do. And when they do it, that, that stadium is going to become electric. It's going to be deafening. And you know what they're, they're going to be doing? Everything the book of Psalms tells us to do. And we're just going to fold our arms and act like the blood has no power. right now my Bible tells me to sing they're gonna sing my Bible tells me to shout they're gonna shout my Bible tells me to dance they're gonna dance for a three-pointer for a rebound for a steal and a fast break sorry but he's been too good to me he's been too good to me I said my God has been too good to me I will praise him I will shout I will sing I will clap I will reach Draw near to worship Christ the Lord and bless his name, his holy name, declaring his Come on, do it. Put your hands together. Come bless the Lord. Come bless the Lord. Draw near to Come on, pick up your feet. Put them down. Come on.
the Bible says, the Lord inhabits the praises. The Lord inhabits the praises. That means he lives inside the praises. When we pray, have you ever noticed that when we praise the Lord, things happen? Somebody may have come, you don't know what people have come to church with today. People have come to church with addictions. People have come to church with depression. People have come to church with physical sickness. People have come to church contemplating divorce, contemplating suicide, facing extreme circumstances in life. They need God. They need God. Let me tell you where God lives. He lives in your prayer. Now, they may not feel like they have a reason to praise Him, but you know you've got a reason to praise Him. If you'll praise God, God will jump on them. I said, if you'll praise God, God will jump on them. Now, you might say, now, you might say, Pastor, you're just trying to hype us up. You're just trying to get us going. To that I would say, you're exactly right. I'm trying to hype somebody up. I'm trying to get somebody to praise Him. I'm trying to get somebody to give God glory.